With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. This is Bob Tannum in the garden on Talk Radio 560. And the E on the end of the <laughs> Yeah, right. All right, that's the one you want to call if you do have a Max problem that he works at really well. Uh, and all those other things. Uh, in the meantime, it's uh, let's look at the wonderful things going on in the Bay Area with my daughter Edie. And here she is. Oh, by the way, happy Father's Day. <laughs> I was going to say that. Happy Father's Day, Dad. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. There's a couple. Of, well, there's some interesting things going on. I have a lot of papers and little bits of written on each one here. So this will be fun. All right. So we've got a, a very interesting course on citrus. But this is, you know, make plans to go to Southern California. You know, if you happen to be down there. Actually, my brother would be a candidate for that because he's he has a, a place over there on Palm Desert. So if you are going to Palm Desert or San Diego, there is a seminar on citrus offered by UC Davis. This is where it comes in. It comes in. June 22nd, 23rd. That's this week. It's offered by UC Davis and Cal Research Board. And uh, that it's held only in there. So if you are interested, uh, you can find this information on this event at the, Gar- the California Garden Web and uh, look for the seminar on citrus, and uh, it's a full weekend course on the on the two days. Well, actually, not weekend. It's the twenty second, twenty third, um, this week. There you go. Okay, so so oh, and there's uh, there's a, I like this title. So you want to start a farm? Okay, this is happening Thursday, June twenty third, from one to four, and this is up in uh, Auburn. So if you'd like to start a farm up in Auburn, uh, you can contact. Cindy at C-E-F-A-K-E at U-C-A-N-R dot E-D-U. That was C like Charlie, E like Edward, and then the word fake, F-A-K-E is her last name, uh, at U-C-A-N-R dot E-D-U. Or you can contact Dan at D-M-A-C-O-N, you know, Dan Macon, uh, D-M-A-C-O-N at U-C-A-N-R dot E-D-U. This is held up in Auburn. You need to register for this event the course number is 37459. You can go to ucanr.edu and look on, uh, oh, actually, also on the, the California Garden web and look for that course number 37459. Uh, the Napa Master Gardeners is having a Landscape in Fire Prone Areas Zoom class, and that'll be happening on the 23rd from 6.30 till 8. And you go to ucanr.edu edu forward slash 2022 landscape and then the number four fire safety so 2022 landscape the number four fire safety no dots or anything else there you go and the compost gal is back and this event's coming up july 9th at 11 to 12 and at the annie's annuals location in richmond so that's uh, July 9th. Put that on your calendar from 11 to 12. And uh, that Annie's Annuals, of course, is an open perennial uh, starter, starts, 
place that you can go to and buy wholesale or retail, 740 Market Avenue in Richmond. Uh, you can also go to the Compost Gals website or uh, Facebook page. Look up Lori Caldwell Consulting Education. So she's back. A lot of fun. I like to announce her stuff. Um, the Begonia Society. Oh, yeah. if you are into buying plants for Father's Day, today is the day <laughs> to go to San Francisco. Who wants to go there? You do. Begonia Society of San Francisco is having their annual plant sale today at the San Francisco County Fair Building Rec Room, right next door to the um, the the. Uh, Oh, gosh darn it. I was going to prepare this so that I have both of these in front of me at the same time. That didn't happen. <laughs> the, oh, yes. The San Francisco Succulent and Cactus Sale. So literally, they're right next door to each other. If you go to the Begonia store, uh, Begonia place, and they'll put your stuff in a box and save it for you while you go over to the next door to the San Francisco Succulent and, and uh, um, Cactus uh, Sale. So those two plant... Um, societies are having a side-by-side -side fun day in San Francisco at San Francisco County Fair Building, and uh, that'll be happening pretty much uh, 10 to 4. Uh, for more information, you can always go to sfbegonia.org. Uh, they're not just selling begonias. They've got jasneriads, violets, and other houseplants. Uh, and, of course, uh, the Succulent Society is having everything succulent and cactus, uh, and they uh, they also have a website at sfsucculent.org. Yeah, got that. Okay, now what else did I have here? Okay, uh, the oh, this will be fun. This is in Albany, and this will be happening June 26th. Ergonom proper ergonomics, no, proper garden ergonomics. So if you're hurting your back while you're doing your gardening, you're doing it wrong. That's what they're saying. Uh, that'll be happening from 11 to 12, Jan uh, June 26, at Ocean View Park, uh, behind the tennis courts. Uh, so this is put on by Albany, uh, Albany's Master Gardeners, uh, Master Gardeners of Al Alameda, at 900 Buchanan Street, from 11 to 12, June 26. Give them a call for more information at 510-670-5645, 570 510-670-5645. Now, we also have the Blue Winds School of Botanical Studies having their Bountiful Spring Edible and Medicinal Greens education event, June 28th from 6 to 8.30 online. It does cost, uh, so find out more information by calling 510-290-6841, 510-290-6841, or you can always go to their website or email bluewindbmc, um, botanical, blue wind, oh, I, I don't know what it says, I can't remember. Bluewind, B, B like boy, M like Mary, C like Charlie at gmail.com. All right, so those are the big events. So I'm going to go ahead and let uh, my dad take over. Um, and uh, there you go. Have fun. <laughs> well, our numbers, if you'd like to join us, of course, is one four one one. 415-808-5600. In the meantime, let's go to Linda in San Francisco, and we're going to be talking about that, and then our guest, Robert Summers, will be on. Lynn? Hello, Linda? Oh, I'm here. Oh, are you, I'm here, Bob. Are you there? I'm here. Are you there? <laughs> happy, <laughs> happy, happy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so great, great dad to a lot of people. 
Are you there now? I'm here. I'm here. I'm waiting. Uh, What's your problem? I've got, I've got, I've got a Meyer lemon that it's an, it's an old one, but it's got all these branches that are prolific with green, but now they've got thorns on them. The gardener says, just let it go, let it go. But, but I think they're suckers. You got it. That's exactly what it is. So how far, I'm trying to see how far back to cut them out to, um, um, so yeah. please instruct me. Oh, okay. Linda, you're going to have to get on your hands and knees and look at the base of the tree because down there okay. is where a, the graft is, okay? And if you okay. see the graft, anything below that is your sucker, and that's probably what your problem is. So is it one one place that I'm looking for? Or, I mean, there's t- there's a lot of branches. Well, usually the, the uh, yeah, the... Just, um, yeah, anything below that graft. Now, you'll see two different colors of wood. One will be darker than the other. And uh, the the suckers will be growing below that line. So that's what you have to look for. And then whack them off. In fact, one of the facts you might want to look at, I went into a garden and there was a 15-foot-tall Meyer lemon. And I looked at the base, and all of it was suckers, except for one little tiny piece. And by the time I got through, there wasn't very much left. <laughs> However, well, he got rid of the suckers. So anyway, okay. Well, and your position is only about five feet tall, four feet tall, maybe. It's not that tall. Well, it's okay. You don't have to worry about the size because. The grafted one, the graft part, the one with the thorns, is the thing that's going to take the energy out of your uh, grafted part, or which is the Meyer lemon. Okay, so you have to get rid of it. Okay, uh, and also, I have the one with you know the passion vine also, and it's it's growing and growing and growing and growing, but there's no flowers. It's um, what what could be the cause of that? I'm fertilizing and everything. What are you using? Organic fertilizer for uh, for flowers. Oh, okay. Uh, if you got any extra banana peels, put that around, and I think you'll get the blooms. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, if I cut back, will it not bloom? Because it's just everywhere. Uh, no, it they bloom on second year growth. Oh, it's so, it's ten years okay. old. Yeah. Okay. Well. It should be blooming in about another four weeks. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if I if I cut it back, because will it stop blooming then? Because I've cut it. Oh uh, well, if it's in the way, cut it off, and if it's not, why just leave it? Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Bob. All right. Thank Happy you. Happy Father's for that. Day again. Happy Father's Day. I know you've got celebrations planned. <laughs> oh well, we'll try it. <clears throat> I had a great day at the uh, church the other uh, yes last night, uh, but that was a oh well. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. In the meantime, let's go to Robert Summers, who is our guest this morning. Hi there, Robert. How are you today, Bob? Happy Father's Pretty Day. Good. Well, thank you. Same for you. If you if it's germane to your operation, <laughs> I I, I have a okay. So if you're a father, fine. Happy Father's Day. If you're not, well, just have a good day anyway. So there you go. Hi, Robert. Uh, you have an. I, I'm going to have to take a little break first before I have you on because I think it's a really important thing to do. And you have a. We're talking about 
saving trees, large ones and small ones. So we'll get back right to you. But first, let's listen to all of the wonderful people who uh, helped the show go on the air. There you go. All right. Thank you. Let's do with the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Do it. To Bob Tannum in the garden on Talk Radio 560. Trees in the last couple of years, we haven't had the water that penetrated into their root system properly. So, Robert, tell us about what you have that will work and save the tree. You bet. Thank you, Bob. Well, actually, we had the same challenge uh, at our home in Pasadena, California, and just started experimenting about three years ago with uh, various kinds of watering you know, bubblers and drip and spray heads and all kinds of different things. And we had an arborist and a uh, horticulturist come out and tell us we were going to have to tear out the trees that my parents planted, you know, 60 years ago. And uh, so I rejected that idea. And uh, my wife and I worked to come up with what is now the root quencher, but it was really just made for us to save our trees originally. And now you are on the radio telling everybody to go, if you have a big tree, let's do something about it. Tell us about how it works. Well, it's a, it's a series of three chambers that install subsurface, so they all go underground, uh, right around the drip line. And, uh, of course, depending on the size of the tree, you may need uh, one or two or three. I have a big cupania that I have four on. Uh, right now because it burned to a crisp last summer from not getting water because it's in the middle of a lawn. But uh, it's designed for actually all size trees. I use it for all my new plantings uh, to get the watering established initially. And the really great thing is uh, it's great for fertilizing because it's got a nice four-inch chamber that depending on the ultimate needs of the roots, I set the the depth of the, of the root quencher to anywhere from nine to 22 inches. So it encourages deep root growth, allows you to either put granular fertilizer or I like organic fertilizer, uh, pour it in there. Yeah. And let it mix uh, in the system. Okay. And uh, tell us how you can go. Uh, well, where we can, where can we buy it, you know, or get it? Well, look at it. You can you can check it out at rootquencher.com, R-O-O-T, quencher.com. We've got uh, pretty comprehensive information there. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. There's a lot of great videos on YouTube. And uh, another nice thing about it is it's made to connect to your existing irrigation system, and it has a valve to balance the flow of water. So in my case, I have systems that were set up years ago with lawns and bushes and all kinds of different things. So it allows you to balance the flow and the root quencher to let the run, lawns run longer, but be able to get the tree its necessary water. That's great. Okay. Is there a website there, Robert? Yes, sir. www.rootquencher.com. Well, it sounds tremendous, and we have to look at it because I, evidently we're going to be in a drought situation for the rest of this year, season. 
and then we'll be looking for hopefully rain coming in and do that. But we have not had a deep watering rain uh, for the last couple of years. So if you have a big tree, this is your solution. So, Robert, uh, one more time on the uh, uh, website, and then thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it, Bob. It's www.rootquencher.com, and it's actually great for fruit trees. I have one on my passion fruit. I heard your uh, previous caller, uh, lemon trees, all kinds of things. So it's fantastic uh, to encourage deep root growth and uh, get water where it's needed and avoid evaporation. Sounds good to me. (laughs) All right. So thank you so much for being on, Bob and uh, Bob Tannum in the garden, and keep going at it because I, I I I'm going to go on your website and I might just give that to a couple of other people. So there you are. So thank you okay. so much, Robert Summers for RootQuencher.com. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Let's go to Judy in Petaluma. Hi there, Judy. Judy. Hello, Judy. Uh, <laughs> is, Judy, if you are there, uh, hang on, because I'm going to go over to my daughter, Kathy. Hi there, Kathy. Hi, Dad. Happy Father's Day. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from Calistoga, you know. <laughs> well, it's good to hear your voice, as always, on the radio, Dad. And that root quencher thing sounds something that would be very helpful here in Calistoga for all of our trees. So I'm yeah. thinking I'm going to get a couple of those. Well, my do trees it. are getting a little bit old. Yeah. Oh. And it is right. meant for, well, actually, I, 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 his website should explain just about everything. So that'll work yeah. very well. So, uh, okay. Kathy, thank you so much for, you know, just doing things, being there. Uh, <laughs> all and, right. uh, you know, everything's fine. Uh, Robert, I sent him an email yesterday, and he replied right away back. And then uh, Bill, of course, uh, email, and he's going to drop by today. And then all sorts of good things. So things are going on well. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Love you, Dad. Okay. I love you. Okay. Say happy happy Father's Day to Robert and Brian. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, Is Judy still around? Okay. Judy, are you there? Okay. Well, Judy, you had your chance, and it's too bad because I really would like to talk to you about a trellis. I'm not quite sure what you wanted to do with that. Anyway, thank you. We're going to be back to radio right now, so you can dial in and uh, go one four one five and eight zero eight five six zero zero. She might be in the back. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> may be indisposed. May be. Yeah, really. <laughs> You know, uh, my telephone never rings unless I'm in a situation like taking a shower or sitting on you-know-what. And then, uh, to heck with it, you know. And and if they leave a number, I'll call them right back, but they don't usually. Oh, hi, Judy. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I'm back. There you go. All right. Judy is back. Well, how can I help you, Judy? Um. I had some... Oh, happy Father's Day. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Anyway, I, I had sweet peas on a trellis, and I pulled them out, and I was wondering what would be a good vegetable that I could plant on them now, on the trellis. 
Your best bet is uh, beans, uh, you know, pole beans or something like that? Yeah, I have those already, but I guess I could do more. <laughs> well, yeah, you uh, you can get tired of beans, I think, but then that's good. There's so many ways of, of uh, cooking them, but, uh, oh, you, know, yeah. you know, you can go from there. Um, what other trellis? You know, you might try uh, vining cucumbers. I have those too. I could, but I could do more. <laughs> and my other, I have another. I have another question. I have um, pumpkins are going crazy. They're like about um, probably the size of a cantaloupe. Some of them, and wow. the gophers found them. And there was someone on your program about maybe two, three weeks ago, and he probably won't remember this, but um, maybe he'll call in. Um, he said something about gophers that um, he gave gophers something and I was interrupted and I didn't get to hear what he said, but he said he never got gophers back again. And he was like your last caller hmm, about two, ever. three weeks ago. <clears throat> well, you're right. I don't said, remember the call, but then <laughs> gophers are one of the things that you can do quickly. Buy some, you know, a new beginning garden. What we've done there is to, that is, of course, the garden I've been working, I've supervised for years now. God, it's been a long time. Anyway, uh, but we use fish emulsion, and it seems to repel them. I thought that's what you had said one time, and I was thinking of that, and then I thought, well, I'm going to ask you that too. Oh, good. I'll so, try that yeah, too. fish emulsion will repel them, or fish heads or trout or anything else you want to throw into the ground <laughs> and in there. You know, all of the fishy smell is one of the things. But, you know, dig a hole, pour maybe a half a gallon of mixed uh, fish emulsion down that hole, and they will go away. Oh, well, thank you so much. Okay. One other thank thing, you uh, if, you, uh, if you really are vengeful of them, there is also the gopher hawk. That's a, I have that, the, and I, I put it in the hole, but I didn't catch him. Okay, well, he's around uh, she. No, yeah, maybe yeah. a sheep. You never know. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I you know, I never. <laughs> I, I really don't give a damn about male or female because <laughs> just when you're out after them, you go and get them. So that's the right. way it is. Uh, we but, don't want them having babies anyway. <laughs> no, no, no babies. I don't know. Maybe you can put, put a birth control pill down there. <laughs> <laughs> what about Xlax? I remember that. Xlax. I think oh, I remember that too. Oh, that's a. I have a. Yeah. Let me tell you a story. Um, <laughs> my first program. My very first program was with Owen Span, and uh, we were talking gophers, gophers, gophers. Well, I didn't have the complete knowledge I have now about what makes it work and how to get rid of them. So we had that wonderful uh, idea that uh, you, uh, she uh, well, anyway, she she called in and she said, my sister up in Seattle has a great idea. She puts x down the hole. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, I started to say, well, yeah, it's certainly going to keep them on the move. And, <laughs> and, and, and we went downhill from there. By the time we got through... By the time we got through, uh, uh, everybody on that station, this was on another station, but then that was uh, Owen Span, and we, uh, we were talking about that, and everybody was laughing and crying. And Owen says, well, there's America's Happy Gardener, and I've tri- trademarked that. Uh, oh, so, funny. Yeah, all right. Oh, it, oh, wait a minute. It was Fran- Frank and San Leandro who said put a, 
a dead gopher uh, in the, in, hole. in the hole. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah, what that I was... thought, but I wasn't sure. Okay, and he said he never got gophers back again. I don't think he would. No, no. When you get, uh, they'll probably decompose over a period of about twelve weeks. So mm-hmm. that pretty well cures the problem. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, the other, I have one quick question about corn. It's about knee high my corn, and I have some suckers because I put like three kernels in each hole. Now, mm-hmm. should I leave the suckers on there, or should I take them off? I would take them off. I was thinking that, but I wanted the expert to tell me. <laughs> yeah, you, you should take them off. Uh, I'm not quite sure what causes all of that, so we'll go back from there. Anyway. Well, because I put three in there in the hole. That's probably Oh, okay. Why. Yeah, well, just set them out because uh, one per every two or three inches. Yeah. Okay, Judy, okay. thank you. Thank, thank you for you. getting back okay. to us. All right, you take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, Harvey, just hang on. We're going to take a little break right now. I, I, I have a special thing on giant pumpkins, so that'll be a, a thing we can really talk about. So this is Bob Tatum in the Garden Talk Radio 560 KSFO, and our numbers are one four one five eight zero eight five six zero zero. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You're listening to Bob Tannum in the Garden on Talk Radio 560 KSF. Giant pumpkins are something I actually know about. <laughs> hey, hey, Bob. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, uh, good morning and happy Father's Day to you, sir. Well, thank you. And, um, yes, I, I think that we've kind of touched on the uh, Dills Atlantic giant pumpkins in the past, so I knew that you you kind of are up on those things, and... Uh, so I got four of them now. I, I've always had two. This year I planted four. I've got four, and they're coming on pretty good. Okay. And I'm just wondering. I have a couple of questions. One is, um, do you support the vines? I mean, do you put uh, dirt underneath and cover the vines at, at certain points? And then the other question is, what is a good fertilizer for this? How often should you fertilize it, and how often do you water your plants? Wow, we got everything going on that. Watering is, uh, let's say, the most important part, and I would uh, keep them moist, really moist. So I think probably twice, maybe even th- and during the hot weather, three times a week. Okay, okay, okay. Got the watering done. Now, as to the pumpkin, how big do you want to grow? You know, like fourteen hundred pounds. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I, they're in my front yard, and the, the neighbors walk by, you know, so it's kind of like a entertainment thing for the neighbors that are watching my pumpkins grow, and I, I want them as big as I can possibly get them. <laughs> oh, okay. Of All right. You need, Harvey, you have to, uh, <clears throat> the blossoms bloom, and of course you have pumpkins on the vine. You want to put yes. one pumpkin to one vine. Okay. And take all of the flowers and everything else off as they grow. You know, you're going to have all sorts of blooms and stuff like that on your pumpkin. But if you do that, all of the energy goes from the vine to that one pumpkin. And, you know, you can grow a pumpkin in pretty good size. Yeah. You know, uh, Bob, so there's a 
a main vine coming off of it, you know. And when you when I planted them, my understanding was you you planted them orient you orientate them a certain way so this one vine you get it going where you want it to go. Now yes. on that one main vine that's coming off of the the plant, it has offshoots coming off of it. Other vines, do you just let those go, or do you do you, you prune those pinch, back? You pinch those off. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Okay. It's one vine, one pumpkin, and everything else has, should be picked off, except for the leaves, of course. Okay. Yeah, they get the energy from the leaf, is my understanding. Now, that is correct. Is, uh, do you, um, so what, what is a good fertilizer? A, um, I know they go by the numbers, you know, you have two, four, eight, yeah. you know, it depends uh, on the uh, potassium and the nitrogen and that kind of stuff. Sure. But what is the pumpkin like? Well, I, I've used uh, bananas. Here's one thing. You may uh, be excited about it, but, you know, bananas, peels, contain just about everything for blooms and for growth of the fruit. So it sounds okay. strange and people don't know. But you should have seen the orchids I had this year. Bloom five per pot, five blossoms, five stalks for pots. That, wow. That, wow. That, and all of that was alfalfa and, and uh, banana peel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I eat a lot of bananas, so that'll work really good for me. And it's uh, great. Yeah, and I, alfalfa I, pellets are always always good in that combination. That's pretty good. You can do all, you know unlimited on the banana peels because they don't burn. Yeah. And they do feed the plant, so you don't. There's a lot of ways. You know, people chop them up and stuff like that. But I don't bother. I just throw the banana peel at the roots. Well, you know, I got a lot of banana peels. As a matter of fact, my wife calls me a big ape. So that's, <laughs> if that's any any indication, I eat lots of bananas. But uh, uh, anyway, and and uh, alfalfa. So I, I from what you, what I've heard from you earlier on the alfalfa. So I use that on my citrus. Um, I I keep them uh, pretty well covered with that stuff, and it seems to work really well. Yeah. Um, now, one other question. So sure. I have a buddy. And he just told me a couple of days ago that he has moles and gophers in the – they've come into his backyard. He's never had them before, but he's got them now. Evidently, somebody's plant, planted a garden in the front yard next to him, his house, and the gophers are coming over to his house. And should I tell him to get X-lax <laughs> and put it down in the hole so they'll be on the move? <laughs> Uh, Harvey, I don't quite know about that, but, you know, Fish and Melson work, dead gophers will work and stuff like that. So, Harvey, thank you for the call. <laughs> I hope you, I hope I helped. Uh, all right. You take care. Uh, let's go to Susie at El Cerrito. Hi there, Susie. Good morning, Bob. Happy, I was going to say Mother's Day, Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't changed sex, although that's coming. I don't know. I don't have any inclination to have that. Sorry about that. <laughs> No, uh, my brain is scrambled because I have too many deer coming into the backyard. In the morning, a mother plus two fawns, been three times in the last two weeks. And they have ravaged the bottom of my plum trees and going after the apple now. And they take all the leaves off. I want to know, will next year, will I have leaves again and a chance of plums, or do I have to cut those branches off, the ones that are low enough that I can reach, because I'm short. Well, um, boy, 
You might try, Susie, uh, the repellent I use uh, when I have a problem like that. First of all, I have a book booklet on it that uh, you can buy that tells you what to plant that the deer don't the deer don't eat. But uh, that's aside. That's on my website. Um, website Bob Tannum at AOL. No, it's just BobTannum dot com. Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, repelling deer, you can use the uh, egg recipe I have, which is, uh, you know, a couple of eggs and uh, osterizer and water and milk, sour, uh, skim, milk. skim milk, and uh, mix that all together and spray wherever they're eating, and they'll stop eating those things. So that's one pl- one way. Two, you can put up a fence, and three, well, whatever, you know. But the tree that has been touched by deer... One of the things, you know, somehow or other, deer, when they take a bite out of a leaf, they leave part of it on there. And that leaf will never produce anything, so you take those leaves off. So, That's a lot so, of work. They've gotten a lot, done a lot of munching. Yeah. How about the, but do I, if I do nothing, will the next year, will leaves come out? Oh, yeah. What, well, I don't know what, you, what plants you're talking about. Well, this is a plum tree in mainly. Oh yeah, they'll they're they're pretty much indestructible even with the deer. <laughs> well, luckily they're not giraffes. Otherwise, they'd be reaching very high up my tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you can always use the recipe, or you can get lots of deer repellents, or you can put what's the one? Uh, the, uh, one of the things they don't like is uh, blood meal. Yeah. Oh yeah, blood meal. Oh, just sprinkle it on the ground. Yeah. Or you can throw it on the tree as well, but they don't like that, and they, they'll stay away from it. Okay. Ah, okay. And a, a quick question about the same thing: deer taking the blue, blue, the buds off my lilies. Will they get another bud this year, or do I have to wait till next year? You'll have to wait till next year. Yay! <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry about that, but you know, I'm not in control. Um, but you know, um, there's uh, I. <clears throat> 30-06 does a good job for deer repellent. <laughs> well, I've tried spraying these deer repellents that I've bought, and I've tried putting fish emulsion on, but you have to keep doing it over and over and over again. That and, is correct, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they just got ahead of me. Yeah, well, there's nothing better than deer, rib, uh, deer meat in the morning for breakfast. I'd like oh. to know if somebody could harvest a few for me. Oh, for, for the neighborhood. I'd share but I don't think it's legal, is it? No, probably not. Uh, more than likely not, but then what the heck. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. <laughs> okay, so you don't have the name of anybody who's good at this. No, I, I don't. I also heard that you put a carcass or a dead dead head or something, and it they won't come back. But I don't Well, if, no. yeah, put a dead skunk out there. That'll keep them off. <laughs> And all the humans too. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. If you if you love your neighbor, you don't want to do that one. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Bob. All right. Thank you, Susie. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Emily and Terrell Linda. Hi there, Emily. Hello, Emily. Where'd you? What happened? I lost everything. Uh, Emily, are you there? Well, Hi. We're gonna, oh, there Hi. you are. Hi there, yeah. Emily. <laughs> Hi. Um, just a quick question. I have five euonymus um, trees. They're about six foot tall. And um, in the last uh, four years, 
started to lose uh, its uh, leaves, and they okay. don't look so good. They don't look healthy at all. Mm-hmm. We've been watering it, but... Um, okay, Emily, I don't... You probably can't find VF11, but that's a foliar feed. So what I would do is uh, get some diluted fish emulsion and spray the foliage on all of them, and I uh-huh. think that the, that'll help them a lot. Now, if you can't find fish emulsion, there's always CPEL, S-E-A-P-E-L. And that, that's another uh, material that will work and keep them, uh, uh, help them regenerate their thing. Uh, as to the uh, foliage and all of that, I think I would feed them with uh, alfalfa pellets mm-hmm. and, and uh, keep them under that kind of thing, and they will work. A lot of shrubbery is going to be stressed this year, and you've got to start feeding them right now and watering. If you're watering, that's fine. But yes. uh, get them fertilized so that they will survive into hopefully the re- rainy season that we will have starting in September. And how often do we fertilize them? Well, I would, depending on what you have, um, yes. I would, you know, maybe uh, every other month. All right, then. Okay. Well, thank you, Bob. Have a good well, day. Well, thank you. It's been pretty good so far. I'm. I got. <clears throat> never mind. I've got everything going for me. Okay, <laughs> Emily. Thank you for that. We're going to take a little break right now. So if you'd like to dial, now's a good time. One four one five and eight zero eight five six zero zero. You're listening to Bob Tannum in the Garden on Talk Radio five sixty. And let's go to Claudia in Point Eagle Point in Oregon. Hi there, Claudia. Hey, Bob. Happy Father's Day to you. Well, and thank you very much. I'm, you're welcome, dear. You're welcome. I have a, a way I took care of the uh, deer that were eating my bougainvillea in Dublin when I lived oh. in California. Um, I took the blood meal that you're talking about, but I didn't throw it on the plant. I got those knee-high and idiomobabies, the knee-high pantyhoses, stocking things that you just went up to your knees. And I oh. put a little meal on each one and tied them onto the bougainvillea. And it, they look kind of like male anatomy, but they still do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, in little bags. and. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't looked in my shower lately. <laughs> TMI, Bob, TMI. <laughs> well, anyway, I thought we could get a chuckle out of that because it worked. It did work. I just hung them around, and, and the, the deer stayed away from my house. So there so you go. So you have little uh, little uh, tobacco kind of bags uh, hung around with blood meal in them. That's a great idea. Yeah. And it does yeah. work. It will you repel them. tobacco bags? Go ahead, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. I, I'm, I'm amazed, Claudia, that that's really good. Okay. I want to yeah. thank okay. you for that. All right. You take care. Bye-bye. Linda is in Fremont. Hi there, Linda. Good morning, Bob, and happy Father's Day. Well, thank you so um, much. You're quite welcome. <laughs> I have a question about my um, zucchini squash. Okay. The blossom end seems to split open, much like a radish does sometimes. And then I've got something nibbling. It's not really eating, but just breaking the skin, making little indentations on the other end. Of the uh, squash itself? Yes. And what uh, can you describe what happens? Well, 
as far as the splitting goes, I'm not sure what's happening there other than it just, yeah. you know, it seems to crack open and then it heals much like a um, a radish would if it cracked open and then kind of healed. But okay. um, then, then the little critter that's coming along and taking bites out of it, it, they don't eat. It's like they taste and then they leave it alone, but it's continuing day after day. Okay, that, that's rat da- rat damage uh, for the little things that are biting off the leaves, or the they're actually destroying the zucchini. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yes, they're actually yeah. eating the zucchini, but they're not eating it. They're just biting into it, and then they decide. Yeah, they that's don't a like rat habit, uh, 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 you know. And so I would put out some rat traps. I'm not quite sure if there is anything that I, in my mind that could uh, repel them at all. Uh, they just pretty much scrounge up everything. So, Linda, the thing I would do is to uh, put out a couple of rat traps and see if you can dispose of them. I put some um, the rat bait out. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the problems, uh, you know. Oh, uh, what kind of bait did you use? Those little square things, green. Okay, well, that's rat poisoning. That should help a little bit, and will, of course. But the problem, I don't, I don't like to use poison around rats uh, because they. Uh, they don't die right away, and they go wandering around, and then the owls and other uh, predators pick them up and take them back to their uh, little babies and stuff like that, and that's not oh, good stuff yeah. for them. Yeah. But the one I use, which is easy to put together, it's from, is uh, three cups of oatmeal and uh, one cup of plaster of Paris. Pl- plaster of Paris, plaster of Paris. one one. A uh, cup of plaster of Paris to three cups of oatmeal or three parts. Yeah, okay. three and one, and they, okay. and you know, and of course it doesn't kill them right away because it gets into their. Oh, and you have to have some type of water uh, that they can drink, which of course activates the uh, plaster of Paris. And uh, so, uh, yeah, the only complaint I've had with that, it works. But the, if the rats don't get or go to water and stuff like that, it just comes out in a little plaster of Paris pellets. So <laughs> that's uh, you want to you want to have some water available for them because it usually makes them very thirsty. Okay. But that works, All right. and it's safe, okay. and it's not going to do any bad. Do you have any idea how long it will take before I quit losing my my zucchini? Probably about uh, a week or, or week or probably about two weeks. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate your help. What about oh, what about the split ends where the blossom is, where it cracks open? The bloom actually uh, opens. The the blossom uh, the blo- this is the blossom end and when the blossom falls out, it seems like the zucchini itself just kind of cracks and it splits a little okay i've never had that happen before neither have i mm-hmm. um okay get rid of the rats and that'll be one thing i'm not sure about the other do you do you have a problem with watering at all no okay exactly i water that. them at least uh at least three times a week that might be too much water 
twice a week. Slips twice a week. But the dirt is there's no the dirt doesn't seem to hold the moisture. Ah, uh, so it's a lot of clay and stuff like that that you're growing with. Okay, probably. <clears throat> that, but I put I put down a lot of uh, compost and uh, packaged soil. Mm-hmm. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital.